everyone to Couch Potato Diary. Happy Fights in Football Friday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, this is part one of the fighting portion of Fights in Football Friday as we look at the world of professional wrestling with AEW Revolution this weekend plus the world of mixed martial arts after UFC Mexico last weekend. As always, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. Um, if you are watching this, thank you, and make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel. If you are listening, thank you, and make sure you subscribe to the channel and leave a review. Um, so, just a little bit off the top, I haven't done a uh, just regular Couch Potato Diary since the launching of three new shows on this channel. Um, the Catalan Autocast, the uh, Blasty Banter, and uh, Dynamite, uh, looking at the Toronto Blue Jays, Calgary Flames, and um, which one did I leave out? Toronto Raptors. There we go. Um, so this week was a bit different just because I was so focused on getting those things up and running and there was, I, I forgot what it was like to, to put uh, a bunch of new stuff together. So it took just a little bit longer. This week is not going to be the norm with that sort of thing. Um, we will still, or I will still be doing Couch Potato Diary as often as possible. You, you will get at, at the very least five shows a week. Sometimes it'll be eight, sometimes it'll be six, sometimes it'll be five. Um, if there's the, the day that the Blue Jays are on and the Blue Jays are kind of the only thing, then I'm only going to talk Blue Jays and it'll only be Catalan Autocast. Um, same thing goes Flames, Raptors. Uh, and coming up a little bit later on, we will also have um, a Raider one and a Rider one. Um, we'll get a bit of a, t a bit of a preview of that coming up in a couple of weeks time, but that, uh, again, more to come on, on all of that. But yeah, all of those are still going to be here in this feed. I'm trying to break everything up, um, on YouTube anyway, into playlists. And so just so you guys know that that is what is going on. If it gets to a point where one is doing well enough that it can just be spun off onto his own channel, that'll be that. Or if things are getting too clogged up, then I'll just spin it off into five different channels and, and we'll go on about our way. So, uh, let me know what you guys think of the changes, coach potato diary at yahoo.com like I said this week's a bit uh, of an anomaly um next week we'll probably get back to a, a little bit more what, what we consistently do here talking about multiple different sports on the, the same show but just the the flames one the the blue jays one the raptors one and eventually the raiders and the riders one are going to let me do a bit more of a deeper dive onto those teams that I I personally focus on so just just trying some stuff out here as we go along. But, um, all right, that is uh, enough of that. Let's get into some wrestling talk. Green in the background for AEW Revolution coming up this Sunday, live on pay-per-view. Um, in the main event, it is Sting's retirement match as he teams with Darby Allen to take on the Young Bucks of Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. We'll get into that um, later. But first, um, breaking this one down. By the way, I do believe there is a spoiler in this. I went on to, I just got the, the match list from Wikipedia, um, so I am assuming there is a spoiler here. Um, I have not watched, uh, I'm taping this before Rampage, so obviously haven't watched Rampage to see who the other two people, uh, who qualify are, um, but just letting you guys know. Um, so if you, want to avoid, I guess, a spoiler, just like skip ahead 30 seconds and I'll probably be done saying who's in the match. Um, Chris Jericho against Wardlow, against Powerhouse Hobbs, against Lance Archer, against Hook, against Brian Cage, um, against, uh, Dante Martin, and I can't read my own printing on this one. Why do I print these things off? 
anyway, it is the all-star scramble for uh, a show, uh, the number one contender for the AEW uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Magnus, that's the name. Magnus, uh, he is a uh, luchador from CMLL. Um, I like that there is the number one contender spot on the line for this. Uh, I think it's really intriguing. And when you look through the, the participants in this match, I mean, probably not Magnus, to be fair. Um, and a couple of them aren't, you know, like, uh, but overall, I think quite a few of them match up pretty well with either Samoa Joe or Swerve or Hangman Adam Page. Um, you could make a very, very clear, um, argument for Chris Jericho. Guy, he's been around for a while, he's been out of the title scene for a little bit, but this is a way for him to, quote-unquote, earn his way back into that title picture. Um, Wardlow... The, it would make a bit more sense if it was MJF up there, and quite frankly, um, I thought if MJF was going to lose the title, it was going to be to Wardlow. Um, I guess he had a hand in it. Powerhouse Hobbs, um, like, you could very easily make a case that this guy is ready for that opportunity. Same thing with Lance Archer. Hook, maybe not. Magnus, maybe not. Dante Martin, maybe not. Uh, Brian Cage... You have to squint at it to see, but I, I think I think this is going to be an interesting match. I'm interested to see the uh, like kind of how the dynamic of this match works. I'm going to say Lance Archer is the one who gets um, gets the, the the win in this match. I think this is such an unbelievable character, has an unbelievable presence to him, and deserves to be up in the main event picture. They just have not utilized this character in a very good way, and so I, I think with that you kind of attach a bit more of a rocket ship, to, ship to, to Lance Archer, even if he doesn't win. Um, I still think that you, you give him this opportunity and that's going to, to, to help kind of build him, uh, again, kind of reestablish him as a bit more of a, a dominant performer on the AEW roster. Uh, up next is the tag team match as it is FTR against uh, the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley uh, and Claudio. This one should be an absolute banger. Um, not, not a ton leading into this one, but just a couple teams that don't like each other. Um, so I, I think there is a lot of fun in that. Um, I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be one of those like hard-hitting type of matchups. I, I think probably um, BCC get the win. Just keep John Moxley as, as strong as possible. Um, but this will be a this will be a very fun match anyway, and kind of plays into something that I'm I'm gonna talk about a little bit later on when it comes to our main event. But obviously the tag team division is on full display for uh, AEW Revolution this weekend. Up next is the TNT title as Christian Cage defends against Daniel Garcia. On the one hand, this would be a really great opportunity to elevate Daniel Garcia a little bit. Obviously, incredibly talented performer. The dance thing, a little goofy, but now we're, we're starting to maybe build him up a, a little bit more. This would be a great chance to do that, giving him a TNT championship. I still like the idea that Edge has something to do with Christian losing the TNT championship, and this feud kind of hangs around that belt to, to elevate it a little bit more. I feel like this championship has been in the past, hot-shotted around a little bit just for, well, let's just get it on some people who need it. And there, there's no real, like, oh my god, this is a big one. Christian has kind of, I think whoever gets it off of him, it's going to be important. And having this belt in the Edge and Christian universe, or the Adam Copeland and Christian universe, I think does well for this secondary championship. So if Daniel Garcia gets it, that's cool. Um, Edge, a little bit banged up, so not going to be on the show, but if he happens to come out and distract Christian and that leads to the blood feud of all blood feud matches, then that's pretty sweet as well. But 
Um, I, I, I think Christian gets the win in this one. Up next is Will Ospreay against Kanosuke Takeshita. Osprey, um, Osprey turning face against Takeshita would be really, really interesting. It seemed like the, this crowd was ready to embrace him as a babyface, um, Osprey, when he came out for his promo with Tony Schiavone on Dynamite. Um, and so I think, I think this ends up with Osprey kind of either getting turned on by the, the Callus family or turning on them himself and ending up as a, a babyface in this. But I could also see. Takeshita losing, um, not taking the loss well, and then the Don Callis family turning on him, uh, baby-facing Takeshita, who probably does still need a mouthpiece, although what we have seen, um, God, it's weird to say this. <laughs> who would have thought six months ago I would be saying this? We've seen from WWE how you can use some of these uh, Japanese performers in a more optimized way. It's weird to say that, I know. But with what they have done with EO and with Shinsuke, with promos with um, with the uh, closed captioning on it. And the translation is more what I'm looking for. But I, I think that they're, like, you could have in this guy be a babyface. And you could absolutely have this be a a really, really strong, um, strong turn moment here for Takeshita. Who does feel a little bit stale right now. Um, up next, Eddie Kingston against Daniel Bryan for the Continental Crown Championship. I am so excited for this match. And the, the stipulation being, um, if Bryan Danielson loses to Eddie Kingston, then Danielson has to shake Kingston's hand. Eddie has had this for a little bit now. I think they said 60 days. Um, he, he has been the Triple Crown Champion with, uh, or the Continental Crown, I guess, with the, the AW Continental Crown, NGPW Strong Title, and, um the Ring of Honor Championship, and he, like, this has been so cool that Eddie Kingston has this, and honestly, the Eddie Kingston rise is one of the great things that AEW has going for it so far. Um, if Brian Danielson takes that from him, and Eddie Kingston starts to work into, like, the TNT Championship, World Heavyweight Championship area, I have no problem with that at all. And it also elevates the, the Continental Crown. Not that Eddie Kingston hasn't done a great job with it, but Brian Danielson is uh, world-renowned for, for this sort of a thing. So that would be a pretty cool moment there. I am, like, honestly, I am back and forth on this one. I think this match is going to be exceptional. I I would guess Eddie Kingston gets the win for the respect handshake factor thing after all of that. Then, it's the AEW Women's Championship as Timeless Tony Storm goes up against Deanna Perrazzo. Timeless Tony Storm is the best character in professional wrestling today. I did not stutter. Um, the, the character has been so good and every beat has been hit so exceptionally well. And so to suggest that she loses here, I, I would not be a fan of, but Deanna Perrazzo, I think is absolutely someone who can carry a women's division. She has done it with the knockouts division in TNA. Um, she did it with the ring of honor women's championship for a bit. I believe that she has always been someone who has been the top of a women's division in a promotion that isn't on the level of an AEW. I think she is ready for this moment. This would be a big win for her. And I, I think that's where they go. I think Deanna Perrazzo ends up coming in here and winning the AEW women's championship. Then it is the international title with Orange Cassidy going up against Roderick Strong. Another one where this is going to be a really, really good match. And I'll, I'll say this here because the next couple, I think there is legitimately story for This kind of feels like um, WWE around 
like 2016, 2017 in there, like in the late stage Vince McMahon era, I guess would be the, the way we could describe it now, where uh, like there are, it's not exact apples to apples comparison, like that they're with WWE, you were a little bit frustrated that they weren't using certain performers in a certain way. But it was always, look, the TV's frustrating. The storylines either are non-existent or don't make sense. But then you get to the the pay-per-view, PLE, whatever you want to call it, and they're fucking amazing because the talent is awesome. That's kind of what it is here. There isn't a ton of story in a lot of these, but every match is like, well, that's going to be awesome. 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 Like, there isn't one match on here that I'm not looking forward to. This is going to be a phenomenal wrestling show. From a storylines that we're going to remember, there aren't any. Aside from the, the main and co-main. Um, but, like, this one, that there just isn't, like, oh, Roderick Strong need a guy in the face. And so now they hate each other and they're going to fight for a championship. Like, they're just, that there isn't a whole lot of storyline. I guess, they're, they're like, there is some, right, with with Osprey and Takeshita, with Kingston and, and Brian Danielson. Like, they, they they do have some. It's just that there hasn't, there hasn't really been an AEW story, story, that has captivated in the last little while. And... Like, the match has been great, but, like, and I know, like, this is not a unique take to me, right? Like, th this has been a criticism for AEW for a long time. It's like, you can throw out all these great matches and just say, well, we know it's going to be a great match, so watch it. That's the story. Um, that only gets you so far, and AEW is absolutely seeing that right now. So hopefully, in this next pay-per-view cycle, we'll get a little bit more, and it'll be a little bit more fun. Um, anyway, back to this match. Orange Cassidy against Roderick Strong. I think Strong gets the win here. I, I think this new undisputed group with Adam Cole, um, the, the Kingdom, and uh, Wardlow, I think they're going to do... Uh, a classic pro wrestling thing of have all these guys have all the gold. And so I, I think Roddy Strong does end up coming away with the uh, international championship in a victory over Orange Cassidy. And then we get to the co-main event of the evening. It is for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, Samoa Joe defending his title against Swerve Strickland and Adam Cole. I thought the segment on uh, Wednesday was interesting. Um... It seemed a little late in the game in like leading into a pay-per-view to have a hangman turn, but I, I think a lot of people are kind of getting behind Swerve Strickland anyway. And so why not like try a, a bit of a different direction with Hangman? I will be completely honest. Um I like he he is a, a skilled performer, obviously. Incredible. But I am not as in on Hangman as I think a lot of people are. Um it's just it the, the character has never all the way hit with me. Um, the the in-ring has never all the way hit with me. Like he he's good. I'm not saying like why is this guy in the title picture? Like he is he is a good performer. But I, I think you look at like I, I think this particular one kind of showed like he's not Samoa Joe. He's not Swerve Strickland. Um and I, I believe that both in character and in in-ring. Like I just I don't think he's on these guys' level. Like he is a he is a good performer, but I just he hasn't clicked with me in that way. And I, I do believe that I, I am, um, I'm not in the majority when it comes to that form of opinion. I, I will understand that. But like the uh, otherwise, like Samoa Joe with the, the promo talking about how like you guys are hungry performers because I'm starving you was amazing. And um, like Swerve Strickland, he just has a presence about him. And the, the Nana and the dance and all of that. Um, like there's just, there is a presence to Swerve Strickland. I get it would be a bit of a quick turnaround, especially for AEW. Um, but I do think I, I want the title on Swerve. 
I, I just, he is so, so good right now. He is on fire. And I, I think you just take advantage of this. Now, if it stays on Joe, no problem. He has been a phenomenal champion. And he carries himself like a champion. So I, I think that this is certainly something that, like, that there are two-thirds of the way they could go with this. I would be really, really interested. And even with Hangman, I would be at least a little intrigued. So we're going into a championship match where I think you can absolutely um, get excited and not necessarily know how it's going to go. There is some unpredictability to it. And then we get to the main event. It is for the AEW Tag Team Championships in Sting's final match. He defends the AEW Tag Team titles along with Darby Allen against the Young Bucks of Matthew Jackson and Nicholas Jackson. Um, I have kind of been digging this new character from the Young Bucks here um, in this EVP role. I think there was a time in AEW's life where the, the Young Bucks were kind of flipping back and forth a little bit too much. Um, just, it was like based on like, who's available. Oh, these guys. All right. Guess we're baby faces now. Um, all right. Guess we're heels now with, uh, Gallows and Anderson. And, but th this is a, a different feel to them. And so I, I like that. I, I like what they have done here with this particular group. And so if they go out and they win the tag team titles, I don't have a huge problem with it. I I think a lot of wrestling logic would lead you to believe like, well, it's Sting's last match. He has to put someone over. Like that that, that is kind of it. But I, I think we've kind of gotten away from that in the last little while. I think there is a world where it makes sense for Sting and Darby Allen to win this. And then obviously, Darby Allen's a tag team champion, but he is only one guy. So here is just like quick off the top of my head thinking. Darby Allen wins. He beats, um, Darby Allen and Sting win. Sting rides off into the distance, um, as he should. Unbelievable run. And we'll talk about, I, I want to do a legacy look on Sting this week. I'm probably going to, to save it now, because I, I, I just didn't get a chance to this week with everything going on. Um, I am going to Mexico in a couple of weeks, and so I think that's where, um, Sting legacy look. Also, I, I should mention, and apologies for not before, uh, but... Just so sad, the passing of Virgil and uh, Ole Anderson as well. Uh, so we'll probably look at the bo uh, all three, Sting, um, Ole Anderson, and Virgil. Um, I'll try to get a, a legacy look together, and those will be when I'm on vacation in a couple of weeks here. Um, but unbelievable run in AEW. And you could argue like, oh, I can't believe he's not putting someone over on the way out. He's putting Darby Allen over on the way out. You could definitely make that case. And so then it, you, you could, you could do a story where Darby Allen, like, look, you can try to find another tag team partner if you want. And that'd be a fun way to introduce a new character or to, to kind of bump someone up or something, 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 something. Um, <laughs> bring back AR Fox uh, from that weird thing that they did around Wembley. But another way they could go about it is to have um, Darby be like, look, I'm but one guy. So what I'm going to do like, I'm going to give these tag team titles, uh, we're going to vacate them. But I was a world champion. I deserve an opportunity at a world championship. So I am going to uh, Impact Wrestling Plan C, I think it was called or something like that. I'm going to cash in these world tag team titles for an opportunity at the World Heavyweight Championship. So then you get, like, you automatically create, like, a big thing. 
Um, and you could, like, it doesn't have to be like, next week on Rampage. It's uh, Darby Allen against Swerve Strickland. Although, fuck, man. Um, but you could, like, he, he is the next, at the next pay-per-view, Darby Allen is the next challenger for the title. And I get you're doing a number one contender thing already. I think you can do that one pretty quick. Um, but, like, Darby Allen is the next title challenger at the next pay-per-view. And he vacates the titles. And then you can do, like, AEW loves their tournaments. And they just did, like, the Continental Cup, which was, like, the G1 style. I could see them doing, like, a World Tag League thing, where it's, again, a round-robin tournament. Um, but like they do with World Tag League, it's just one bracket. Everyone faces everyone. Top two, finals. Bada-bing, bada-boom. There you go. Um, and you could have a lot of fun with that, right? Like, we have two tag teams here with FTR, Blackpool Combat Club, um, that they could be in it. You could get some of the CMLL performers in it. I, I understand there's some contractual issues, but you could have the Lucha Bros in there, right? Like, this company was really founded on the strength of tag team wrestling. You can really highlight that with a Continental Cup and really build that up. And so I, I think that personally would be the way that I would go with all of this. But it's going to be a fun show, no matter no, no matter what way it goes. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. AEW Revolution coming up this weekend. Uh, hoping to have a post-show for it, for it uh, coming up here as things have now started to settle around the Couch Potato Diary Sports Network. Um, okay, just before we go, a little bit of fight talk. UFC Mexico was last weekend, and overall, good show. Fighting the crowd, not ideal, um, but overall, like, that crowd was there for it. And a couple of really, really fun fights. We focused on the main and co-main events of the evening, um, and so I, I thought, just before we go, let's take a look at the uh, fighters who were in those fights and what could be next for them. So here are the fights to make coming off of UFC Mexico. First, the winner of the main event, Brandon Royval, fantastic performance. Down two rounds to nothing, came back and won round after round after round to close out and pick up a, a, a win on my scorecard and on two other judges' scorecards for a split decision win over uh, Yair Rodriguez. Uh, no, sorry, over Brandon Moreno. And I, I was so impressed. The volume was insane. 468 strikes thrown. And he really, like, he was getting tagged. But he got a good sense of the distance, understand kind of how to counter the counters, worked in leg strikes, or worked in the, the kick, sorry, and those were able, those were kind of the gateway for him to really get going. And so for him, the next fight's a title fight, my guy. Um, I have him going up against uh, Pantoja next for the flyweight championship. For Brandon Moreno, uh, moving up in weight class and fading Dav Davison Figueredo. Moreno Figueredo 5. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I think you go Amir Alhaz next. That was going to be the fight here anyway. Um, so just, it, it works. They're right beside each other in the rankings still. I, I think it makes sense to go that way for Brandon Moreno. In the co-main event, Brian Ortega with one of the biggest wins he's had in a long time in a victory over Yair Rodriguez, still showing that he can be a factor in this division. I have him going up against Movsar Evloev. Um, I think, again, a couple of guys who are right there in the rankings. The only ones ahead of Ortega in the rankings were uh, Holloway and Volkanovski, and I... I, I don't think we need to see Ortega in either of those fights. So let's see how, how far Ortega has come. And lastly, Yair Rodriguez. I do have him against Alex Volkanovsky. It is a rematch. Um, but uh, again, there is some doubt now. After Volkanovsky lost to Tapuria, 
um, and Makashev. So it's now losses in three of his last four with the one win coming against Yair Rodriguez. I get Yair is coming off of a loss as well, but I think you can kind of sell it like, how far has Volkanovski fallen off? Has he now, like, are, are these two ships that are passing each other in the night? And then either way, you have a legitimate contender again in Volkanovski, or you have Yair Rodriguez, who's like, hey, this guy's still a badass. Let's see what he can do. So those are the fights to make, I think, coming off of UFC Mexico. Uh, that is going to do it for Fightin' Friday today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember to leave a review and uh, subscribe if you're listening in podcast form. Remember also um, to like this video and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. Like I said, coming up um, hopefully either like late this weekend or on Monday, we're going to do an AEW Revolution post-show um, and we're going to go from there with the, uh, the, the fight stuff as we're on the road to WrestleMania. Um, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun to follow along with. Thank you guys so much. Follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at primetimefine, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to all of you later.